Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It is a new year. Jesus, so I'm glad this one's year. over. I'm I'm so glad 2020 <laughs> is over. I am so glad 2020 is over. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I think most people are. Yeah. I didn't think it was all that bad. <laughs> really? I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. You know that they say that sarcasm is a uh, display of a high IQ. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Just put they, that out there. They must be very sarcastic. Who they? The people that say that. They, yeah. They? Who's they? Like, well, I don't know, but they probably like to think they have a high <laughs> IQ, and so. If they say sarcasm, are you, I don't know what I'm saying. Are you using a third-person perspective to say me? <laughs> Could be. But I've thoroughly I confused myself, so. <laughs> That's a great way to start the new year. Massive confusion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No. No, not really. Uh, no. Come on. Give me I, one. I, I just quit doing them because I'm so terrible at keeping them. So I almost feel like if I make a New Year's resolution, it's a guarantee that I won't solve whatever that problem is. They they are a bit counterintuitive, aren't they? Yeah. So I just don't. Uh, I just don't call it a New Year's resolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a life goal. Yeah. An ongoing life goal, because it really doesn't mean anything, you know, the new right. year, technically speaking. Right. And it really doesn't make sense when we have the new year. You know, why? It doesn't seem appropriately timed, does it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It should be like on a solstice or an equinox or... There should be some relevant thing happening in conjunction with a new year as opposed to just January 1st. It just doesn't make sense to me. But Yeah, who anyway. the hell has new year in the middle of the winter anyways? <laughs> right. That just doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah. Seems like spring solstice or spring equinox would be a good one. Yeah, first day of spring, that would be a good one. That'd be a good time to yeah. start. Yeah, whatever. It's just, you know, Western culture is silly. Agreed. Yeah, you know, my New Year's resolution, ever since I got laid off from the pipeline, I've gotten kind of soft. Soft? Like yeah, mentally like or physically? Yeah, my muscles are going or? away. Physically, Not okay. mentally. Well, I don't, Clearly, I I'm sharp as a tack. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> No, physically, I didn't realize how much effort I was exerting. 
putting pipe in the ground. <laughs> Holy moly. Right. Yeah, so I think my New Year's resolution is to get physic my physique back, get physically strong again. Because I am getting a little bit soft. Because I had to be so hard out there, you know. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Exposed to the elements. Mm-hmm. Throwing skids and belts and hooks, you know, being around heavy equipment all day. And yeah, it was a, it made me pretty tough. And, and now I'm just all soft and cuddly. I don't like it. <laughs> packing up, packing up seeds and taking them to the post office isn't nearly as physical, I guess. No, it's not. And I thought getting the, you know, the, the ranch, uh, well, and there is a lot of physical activity to do on the ranch. And I think once we're on there, on there, which the goal is February 1st to be physically living on the ranch, uh, I'll be able to set up some routines that will mm-hmm. be more physically active. So we kind of have a project, we push through it, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I want to learn some self-defense too. You know, I want to learn how to defend myself, take some self-defense classes, some jujitsu or something really cool right i have some ideas cool yeah well and i want to be uh i really want to be exploring uh old mines and rock hounding and that takes quite a bit of exertion gold prospecting and things Mm-hmm. so i have a lot of reasons to get into shape and looking hot will be a you know side side effect of that byproduct the byproduct. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice, too. You know, look good in a bathing suit. Right. Not that I don't, but there's room for improvement. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't so... worn my Speedo in a few years. Ah, come on. <laughs> you need to bless us with the presence of your speedo wearing banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Banana hammock. I know you own one. <laughs> You're running around in the forest of the Ozarks in a freaking banana hammock collecting blueberries. Yeah, it's it's made out of deer hide. Oh, it would be made out of deer hide because you're <laughs> you're really like because <laughs> you're very spinthrifty. So there's no way you'd buy a new one. That's right. It's buckskin. Well, you know, a buckskin loincloth. I could get behind that. Right on. That'd be kind of hot, but you need to work on that tan. Yeah, yeah, my tan goes away quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a farmer's tan to begin with. Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually. There's your New Year's resolution. Work on that tan. Work on the tan. I think that at least that one could be pretty easy to manage. Do you tan? Do you tan well? Yeah, yeah. I get I get pretty dark. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Cool. Well, enough of this silly nonsense. Right. Uh, today's episode is our New Year's predictions. The big uneasy. What will come of 2021? Is in store. 
<laughs> I'm Regina. That's Cyrus, by the way. We own a website called Off Grid Outpost. It's cool. Check it out. Offgridoutpost.com. Theoffgridoutpost.com. Bunch of cool shit. Check it out. Cool shit. Check it out. <clears throat> okay, so I'm really excited. You've been teasing for a while about these predictions you've got coming. I'm so excited to hear about them. I just need to verbalize this and I can't wait. And now, it's going to happen today, right now. It's finally, uh, you're finally going to expose your predictions. I need to know, do I need to get my tinfoil hat for these? Or are these like not tinfoil hat? Or It would categorize on the surface as tinfoil hat, but I have so much evidence to back up my claim that I feel I obliterate the tinfoil hat. I smash it. I simply smash it. So you can wear it in the beginning. And then as I enlighten you through my research, you'd be like, okay, this actually could happen. This actually could freaking be a real thing. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I just want to, I, I feel like I need to quickly note that, you know, we swore way too much during the Christmas episode. <laughs> And we're not going to do that today. Well, it was the eggnog. <laughs> it was the eggnog. You spiked it. Mm-hmm. With rum. I just had to put that out there because I listened to that episode and I'm like, wow, really? We went there a lot. Christmas <laughs> we F-bombs. There was Christmas F-bombs all over that episode. So if you want to go back to last week's episode and listen to it, I thought it was kind of a fun episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Masks and deficits and uh, elections and all kinds of just random current events and our twisted, our twisted perspective mm-hmm. of said events. Well, it's time to pop the bubble on my prediction. I'm ready. You ready for it? Okay. I'm, on the edge of I'm my ready seat. to deliver this. I'm ready to deliver this behemoth to the world. My discovery, my great discovery. Okay. So here we go. <clears throat> Got to get my morning snorts out of the way. I'm extra snorty this morning. Okay. So my prediction. It's around the vaccine. Oh, shit. You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) If you start off... If you start off with... We're no longer gonna be human. I'm keeping my hat on. Okay, it kind of goes there. (laughs) It kind of goes there. Okay, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm sorry... Half of you just turned off the podcast. <laughs> no, I got it. Right Actually, the interesting part is going to be the evidence, so I'm ready. So, it is about the vaccine, and I know we're all talking about it, and there's a bunch of tinfoil around the vaccine right now and arguing. And so, I had to look into it. I had to, just because it's such a hot point and it affects all of us and it goes into our bodies, and we need to know what's going on. So I knew there was more underneath the surface. 
And I wanted to find it. I wanted to dig it out. So I spent, I don't know, probably 20 hours researching the actual vaccine and what it does and how it's made and the ingredients and this, that, and the other. And I came across some really interesting stuff that I want to share with everybody. And I would like feedback because maybe I'm wrong. I'm not an expert. I'm not a biochemist. I'm not a bioengineer, doctor, nothing. So this is me as a layman doing my own research. Cool. Is this something that maybe um, we put a PDF together with links and all of that? Or is it that in-depth? Or you just going to yeah, drop some I links have... in the description? No, I'm going to make a downloadable PDF or a Google Drive file because it's just so extensive mm -hmm. that I want you to see where these sources come from, where I've sourced all the information. So you can do your own research. And my research right. differs from a lot because my research goes beyond the first page of Google, by the way. I've already out-researched about 95% of the tinfoil hat wearers. Just oh, okay. doing that. And then I tend to dive into the source. So I don't want to take anybody's word for anything. I want to know where the bottom line, I want it straight from the horse's mouth. So I tend to go into scholarly articles and publications done by doctors and researchers and engineers and base it off of their findings as opposed to, oh, I just read this article on Yahoo, or I heard this on YouTube and just spout their same bullshit. Gotcha. Yeah. So there is, there is credibility there. <clears throat> so the first thing I want to predict is that the COVID-19 vaccine will not alter your DNA. Oh, good. Well, yeah. I mean, Let's just get that good, out of the way. Good for other people. I mean, I'm not taking it, so it doesn't matter for me. But Yeah, I'm not taking it either, especially after my research. But <laughs> it will not alter your DNA. And the CDC tells us very clearly that the COVID-19 vaccine will not alter your DNA. So we can all rest assured. The government would never lie to us. The CDC would never lie to us. No. Ever. That's right. And they plain as day state this on their website. But there is always more to the story. And it is true. It will not alter our DNA. This is a fact. Because the way the vaccine is built, it could never alter the DNA. But I think there's some information omitted. <laughs> okay. Um, but before we get into more detail, I want to explain how uh, the COVID-19 vaccine works. So we're all wondering, how did we develop a vaccine within a year when every other vaccine on this planet takes 10, 20, 30 years to build? Okay. Get, can I throw in a guess? Yes. Um, because coronavirus is not new. That would be a good guess. 
coronavirus is actually not new because coronavirus is just a uh, genome of viruses. There's many coronaviruses, such as SARS is a coronavirus. Right. So uh, we kind of... COVID-19 is novel. So we kind of had a head start. There may so have been a head start. It's it's not like we were dealing with something totally brand new. It's not super duper brand new. No, coronaviruses have been around for a long time. But the COVID-19 strain of coronavirus is novel. So it has a different spike protein and whatnot. <clears throat> the reason... What makes the coronavirus different or the uh, COVID-19 vaccine different is it's based on mRNA, messenger RNA. So when you take the vaccine, they will be injecting you with messenger RNA. What the messenger RNA basically does is it encodes the virus into your body as opposed to inserting the virus itself into your body to create an immune system response. It encodes for it. And what does that mean? I don't know what... Uh, it uses uh, the cellular process to create proteins that will trigger the immunity response to make antibodies. And this is where we go into, okay, I'm not a biochemist, so I don't really exactly understand. All I know is that the MR an mRNA vaccine uses a cellular process to create proteins that triggers the immunity response to make antibodies. So does that mean, <laughs> and I, I, I understand you may not be able to answer some of these questions, but does that mean yeah. that it's um, like the flu vaccine, you take the flu, they're actually kind of giving you the flu? Yes. So it's not that. No. Okay. It uses mRNA, which is encoded for the antigen, which develops the synthesis of the transfected cells. These are all big words, and it's, I mean, if you want to know more about all that, you're going to have to take some classes. Gotcha. But all I know is instead of putting in a piece of the coronavirus into our body, we are putting in an mRNA that is encoded to develop the antigen to the virus. So the messenger RNA. Now, we have never, ever, ever on this planet used messenger RNA vaccine. This is a novel vaccine. That means we know hardly anything about it except for what we've been doing from January when they supposedly started creating this vaccine to now. That's how much history we have on mRNA vaccines. All right. Gotcha. To me, that makes me a little nervous to use this novel, you know, therapy. I guess you could kind of call it a therapy. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's a little weird because you're basically putting a living organ, an mRNA, you know, that's a living organism into your body. Uh, makes me a little nervous. So the mRNA, it cannot penetrate the nucleus to alter the DNA because that's not what mRNAs do. Messenger RNAs do not enter the nucleus to alter the DNA. Therefore, we can rest assured 
that the COVID-19 vaccine will not alter our DNA. The okay. end. So That's we can eliminate that theory. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm just kidding. That's not all I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I could like settle for that, right? Right. That's yeah. what they want us to settle for. They want us, uh, you know, people that think and have critical thinking skills to settle at this point. Because you read, you know, the first page of Google, will the COVID-19 vaccine, you know, edit our DNA and everything from Snopes to Wall Street Journal is, you know, no way, no way. And they're right. It won't. Okay. But we've got to look further. we got to look further down the chain. And I discovered something while researching very intently what, an, what a messenger RNA could do. What could a messenger RNA do to us that we insert into our bodies? Is There's got to be something there that, that we're not seeing. There's got to be more to the story. Well, come to find out, as I'm scrolling through the catacombs of the internet, there is a hidden layer of gene control that can alter gene expression within our bodies without altering the DNA. And this hidden layer of gene control is known as epigenetics. Gotcha. Have you heard of epigenetics? Have you yes. heard of it? I'm, I'm so slightly okay. familiar with it. Yes. So it's On like the this kind of new term that I think people have heard of, but we don't really understand what it is. It just is kind of trending right now. Yeah. I have a completely uh, backwoods Arkansas understanding of epigenetics. So. Which is to say, yes, I know very little. I've heard of it before, and I know it's newer technology, but I don't know anything about it. And I think if you don't know much about it and I don't know much about it, probably most of our audience has heard of it, but they don't know exactly the mechanics of epigenetics. So I'm going to give it to you. Uh, give it to me. <laughs> right now. Right now. Okay. So... The, epi the epigenetics, the epigenome, is a gene that can be modified through a chemical tag. So there's these little tags that look like Christmas lights dotting a fence, and that's known as the epigenome. And I'm going to let you guess where epigenetic chemical tags exist. Where do the where are these things? Uh, outside the nucleus. No, they are on messenger RNA. Okay, so messenger RNA, to start with, is a natural thing. Yes. It exists naturally. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> of course, yes, yes. Messenger RNA is very natural. It's a whole process of making cells, and it's basically responsible for how the proteins will develop. So it doesn't make the proteins itself. It tells... The other, like, the, there's other RNAs that create the proteins. It just basically encodes. So it's basically carrying a script to the other RNAs of how to make, how to encode the DNA. So it tells them how. It's like, it's, a, it's kind of a moderator in a way. Gotcha. At least that's how I understand. So, so script then, is probably a pretty good word, right? So, like, it would be like JavaScript on a website. Yeah. You tell 
the website how it's going to behave by the script. The script itself doesn't create anything. It just is the instructions. It's the instruction manual. So the mRNA is naturally occurring. But just recently, just very recently, we have discovered the epigenome, the chemical tags that exist on mRNA that dot the mRNA like Christmas lights. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the cells that use these marks on the mRNA, they determine where, when, and how much of an associated protein uh, to be, should be created. So modifications to these chemical tags on the mRNA, uh, it can influence the mRNA drastically. Some effects are cell division, cell viability, neurological diseases, and cancer. So our epigenome controls a whole lot of stuff in our body. And the epigenome is found on the mRNA. I think you see where I'm going now. <laughs> right, okay. Moving forward. So there is a genome revolution afoot because now they are uh, finding all of these things that the epigenome controls that is not DNA controlled. See, we always thought that everything was was controlled by the DNA epigenome or genome, the DNA genome. Everything's controlled: cancer, memory, retardation, things like this, like all the way down to pigmentation. Come to find out, the epigenetic expression on messenger RNAs can determine cancer, memory, uh, genetic expression, all of these things. There is a hidden layer of gene control. I see where all this is going. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Pause. I got to piss. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay. So, essentially, the word epigenetic literally means an addition to changes in genetic sequence. The term has evolved to include any process that alters gene activity without changing the DNA sequence and leads to modifications that can be transmitted through daughter cells. Do you know how huge that is? We can alter gene activity without changing the DNA, people! Sweet. So... I'm, I'm what have, happens if, what are you going to have? I'm going to have webbed hands someday. I can already tell. <laughs> I'm excited about it. If I'm going to sign up for that. Yeah, that's fun. That's so I can fun. swim faster. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say you'd be a much better swimmer, but then you'd need gills too. <laughs> Anyways. So what happens if, because now there's mRNA therapy. Now there's epigenetic therapies coming out. Because what they're finding is epigenetics is hugely responsible for uh, cancer. So they're, so epigenetics is this beautiful thing where we could probably 
cure or at least treat many, many things that seem incurable right now. Nice. Many, uh, yeah, hereditary diseases, cancers, Alzheimer's, like the heavy duty stuff. But as, you know, everything that, you know, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. As natural law states. There's always the bad side to the good side or the dark side to the light side. And can epigenetics be used for nefarious purposes? Yeah. Can we alter the mRNA? Yes, we can. So we we can cure cancer or we can give you cancer. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. It goes both ways. Yeah. Okay. It can go both ways. So what happens if altered mRNA carrying modified epigenomes, epigenomes, like little gnomes, like garden gnomes, but with an epigenome on it, are injected into the body? (laughs) (laughs) They're not garden gnomes, I swear. (laughs) So, you know, then I started digging around. I mean, can this, is this even a thing? So I've discovered this, you know that we can alter mRNA, that there is our mRNA therapies and whatnot. So my first question that I asked was, well, can mRNA replicate itself? So if we put a bunch of mRNA through this vaccine into our body, is this mRNA going to replicate itself? And technically, no, it can't because mRNA just carries a transcription code, but it does not necessarily create the actual protein. It's just a director giving instructions of, how much and what type of protein to create. So it's a control layer. It's not a, it's not like you put, uh, you inject someone with a virus and this virus replicates. It's going to direct how and how much protein to create. Okay. So the instructions that the mRNA can give, it can alter your gene expression that resides within our epigenome, therefore altering the gene expression without touching the DNA. Okay, I think I've nailed that. I, I've landed that Got uh, it. idea. Yeah. Definitively determining whether experience-driven acquired epigenetic changes can propagate through the germline and cause behavioral change in subsequent generations is a clearly seductive but highly controversial topic. Mm-hmm. So I would I would like to say that my suspicious prediction, that's what I call it, because it's a suspicion, I suspect, but I also predict, that there is a strong probability that the mRNA in the vaccine can be altered to manipulate our epigenome through engineering, through bioengineering. It could be. It could be. doesn't mean they're going to. But mm-hmm. the technology is there. Interesting. What do you think about that? I think it uh, sounds like Brave New World. Yeah. Well, the I mean, I, I guess the question is they so they can because the information released to the public of what they can do is usually about ten years behind. They have way farther advanced technologies that they do not release to the public typically at the rate of discovery. So we Mm -hmm. can only imagine and assume 
that the epigenetic technology is much more advanced than what they release to the public. I mean, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. What do you think? Well, yeah, the cutting edge does not get released, and that's, you know, basically for uh, profit advantage. You know, if you're on if you're on the edge of some new technology producing something that you want to sell later, you don't want to let all that information out until you're ready. Yeah, and hmm. top secret things happen all the time that they don't release to the public until 10, 20, 30 years later to classify stuff comes out. Now, wait a so minute. So, would they what? Are, are you saying the government might be interested in this type of technology? Surely they wouldn't do anything crazy, right? Like, I know they've got our best interest in mind. They are public servants, Cyrus. Of course they have our best interest (laughs) in mind. (laughs) Have you seen that movie, uh, The Titan, yet? Mm Mm-mm. With the guy from, I don't remember his name, the guy from uh, Avatar, played in the movie Avatar. Oh, anyway. cool. No, I haven't. Titan. <clears throat> maybe. Wait. Maybe. I don't know. What is it about? Uh, the planet's gone to shit. We have to find a new world. Um, mm. Government experiments on people to alter their DNA so that they can breathe a different kind of atmosphere on one of the moons of mm. Saturn called Titan. And, Interesting. Uh, it, it, it's forced evolution is what it's about. But anyway, kind of sounds like that. Interesting force evolution. It is kind of like that. And uh, the epigenetic expression, gene expression is a whole uh, new layer and world that man is starting to tinker with. Mm -hmm. That we have no idea what the effects would be. And are there intentional nefarious effects within encoded into the messenger RNA of the vaccine is my question. So then I started thinking, because I can't stop thinking at this point, <laughs> why, what, what would they do? Like, what do they want if they were to alter the gene expression of the messenger RNA, RNA, what would they do it for? So to what end? Right. So if they what knew that the they goal? could do it, what would they do? And the answer did come to me after thinking about this for like three or four days. I was laying in bed. I was actually meditating, laying in bed and just letting my mind kind of wander. And it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. Uh Oh. Because it could happen. It is possible to cause mass infertility. A population massive infertility control. event. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I peaked mean, at that moment. <laughs> right. Okay. I saw. It just I solved that. Me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I solved that problem through surgery years ago. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. So did Cody. It's great. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this so, rabbit does this rabbit hole end at population control, or are we going further? That that's pretty much it because I that's when I kind of peaked on my research and 
come to find out epigenetics is linked to male infertility. There's a freaking scholarly article written about it. So what happens if, okay, this is the ultimate crown jewel of my research and then I'll digress. What happens if the COVID-19 virus was released by the Wuhan lab? Because we do know it existed in the Wuhan lab prior to the pandemic. It was released by the Wuhan lab intentionally, infected the world. They had the mRNA vaccine already pretty much formulated at this point. They had the technology. They just had to push it over the edge. Now we release a massive worldwide vaccination and we vaccinate billions of people. And within this vaccine, the messenger in our RNA has been altered to increase infertility across the world. And now we have birth rates, pregnancies, population going down drastically over the next 20 to 50 years of this generation who keeps taking the COVID-19 vaccine year after year because viruses mutate and you're going to need a fresh vaccine year after year. Mm -hmm. A massive worldwide depopulation event that they have been pushing for and wanting. How do they deliver it? How do they get away with it? This is the perfect setup to get away with it. Interesting. Mm. <sighs> okay, now I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. I had to get that out. I just, I had to get it out of my system. So, that opens up a couple of interesting questions. Being the, uh, the, uh, I don't remember what you called me. Hillbilly philosopher or something like that. The scholarly hillbilly that you are. Okay. So one, <laughs> one of my thoughts that I had when you were talking was, okay, so this epigenetics where we can alter the expression of GNA through the mRNA. Well, we alter the expression without having to do anything with the DNA because it's a hidden layer of gene control. Yes. Okay. Right. Through the mRNA. So my yep. question is, where would you fall on the philosophical discussion about man playing God. So I here's, think we've gone entirely too far. Yeah. So here's where I here's where I kind of come in. So that kind of plays into the same kind of argument philosophically as athletes should not take enhancing drugs, performance mm. enhancing drugs, and I. I'm on the opposite side of that. I think they should. Like if you've decided, yeah. if you've decided that you're going to be an athlete for pay, you should be able to enhance your performance. Mm -hmm. I think it, and I, it, and it would be as entertainment, it would be a whole lot better. Like watching a football game where a guy can jump 30 feet <laughs> would be so pretty awesome. freaking cool, you know, and that's hell yeah. <laughs> that's why people go to those events to see these miraculous athletes, you know. So anyway, it kind of falls into the same picture for me. So if we can alter our yeah. genetic expression to the point where 
you can be smarter or you can be better looking or you can be, uh, I don't know. I don't know what other kind of traits would be desirable. Oh, there's so many things. Anti-aging. Yeah. So hair color, eye color. Yeah. Yeah. People, people talk like we shouldn't be playing God, but I don't, I don't really have a problem with that kind of thing. I mean, we already do it. You know, we just, uh, we just do it in the sense that we uh, can't do it genetically, but you know, people dye their hair because they want their hair to be blonde or purple or whatever. And you know what I mean? Like people wear glasses I so that they can see better. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just think that there's un, there's consequences we have not yet realized, just like back in the 1300s when people inbred to keep their money and their power within the family. <laughs> there was unintended consequences of, you know, messing with your DNA. <laughs> It's interesting that you went there. <laughs> That's funny. It just—it's kind of the same concept of we don't know what's going to happen. Well, right. If but we, we change don't our eyes know. to blue, what are what are the unintended? Uh, what are the unintended consequences of this? Right, but but we don't ever know those. That's why we call them unintended yeah. consequences because you can't know exactly. Like, yep. When. Uh, you know, there were a lot of problems with boob jobs when they first came out. You know, we didn't know what all the consequences were going to be. There were Yeah, that's true. Prosthetics had their range of problems that we overcame. There's all kinds of unintended consequences all the time for something new. But I'm, yeah, I'm but specifically when you go into talking genetics. about I'm specifically talking about the idea that we should or should not do it because we're not God. Of course, you know, it's a double-edged sword because you read the story of the boy who was born blind and through CRISPR, he can now see. Mm -hmm. And there's the people who have Parkinson's disease and horrible, horrible, painful diseases that we could cure through altering DNA and now uh, learning that we can alter the epigenome as well. Mm -hmm. But there's always a nefarious side to it. There's always a backlash, and that's where I don't—I just don't know. It's just uncharted. Yeah. So, do we only use it for good? And then there's the whole argument of, okay, they can now modify through CRISPR. They can modify the DNA of a mosquito. So places that are having really bad malaria outbreaks, they can change. They can release DNA altered mosquitoes that have this kill gene. Uh, embedded in them that they pass down to where they simply cannot have any more mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. They cannot have any future. So then they basically self-annihilate the sterilization gene. Mm -hmm. But then what are the consequences of losing all the mosquitoes? Because you can't go back. That's the thing about all this. Yeah. When you start altering RNA and DNA, it opens Pandora's box and you cannot go back. That's where it gets a little scary. Right. But new technology will always be used for good things and for bad things. It's just because exactly. we're human. Like the idea that <clears throat> like when, when someone says we shouldn't do this, if the technology already exists, it's going to happen. 
So then, then yep. we move to the part where people say, well, it should be regulated. Okay, now government decides how it should and shouldn't be used, which for some people that means it will be it's in better hands. I tend to disagree, mm, no. but then, then it gets even more nefarious because so, then it's just controlled by the few at the top. Right. So my point is, if the if it already exists, it's already going to happen. There's this you can't it's stop happening. it. You can't stop it once it's, it the, exists. The cat is out of the bag. Well, you know, it's really the law of polarity where with a good, there's always a bad. With a light, there's always a dark. With a right, there's always a wrong. So it doesn't matter what technology you have. It can mm -hmm. always be used for good and for nefarious purposes, but it's already, it's pretty much already done because once you yeah. have the technology, it's going to be used. Right. And not only not only that it can be used for good and bad, but that it will be used for both good and bad. There's no way around it. So what do you think what do you think the probability is that the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen virus, will be used for nefarious purposes now that we've learned that it can be? Hmm. What's the probabilities? What is the probability? Also keep in mind that epigenetics controls um, memory, it controls how you feel, like anxiety, depression, it controls all that. So we can alter the epigenome to be more placid, to be more controllable, mm -hmm. to take away your drive, so your anger. I would say that... It can do that, yeah. I would say that the uh, vaccination for now is probably a benign factor. Like mm -hmm. they're not going to make it. If there is a conspiracy behind this to eventually produce population control, the uh, docile population, infertility, all of that stuff. I don't think they roll that out right off the bat. I think they roll it out okay. with some with some sort of uh, control group and also a test mm. group, like a certain part of the population will get mm. a completely benign version and another portion of the population will get a test version that has some sort of altering effect in one way or another. I don't, I think that's how it rolls out. And so, because that's usually how they do things. Yes, you're right. So, I don't... Who knows? 95% of people will get the benign one. See, look, it doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. Then 5% of the people will get the altered genetic expression one, epigenetic. Mm -hmm. And then they study that group and see how that group responds. So, they'll take, they'll take like a little sample suburban town somewhere. Right. Suburban? Suburban. Urban. Or, no, or suburban, some, suburbs. Yeah, or some backwater country or, you know, something. And then it just goes Silent Hill on us and, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Usually it starts in California, by the way. <laughs> My mom completely is convinced that any of these test protocols that they have going out, it all starts in California. It's the guinea pig state. And I actually kind of agree with her. 
Well, it would explain a lot of the strangeness in California. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? It, it kind of <laughs> lines up that way. Whew. Yeah, so that's my uh, big suspicious prediction for 2021. That is a heavy prediction. I know. That's heavy. So the downside to that prediction is, if you are correct about all of that, I don't think we know by the end of 2021 if you were right or not. Like, I It'll think that's, be a, that's a multi-year you know, kind of, who knows? It sure is interesting. A decade. Two yeah. decades, three decades, yeah. Or we, we may never really know. We may never really, just like kind of like autism, we don't really know how autism started. It started mm-hmm. in the 50s, I think. I actually don't know too much about it. I just know that it seems year over year, it just gets more and more prevalent. They claim they don't know. Yeah. But then 50, 60, 70 years from now, we'll probably look back and know once they declassify the information. Mm. So what do you got for us, Cyrus? Okay. My, how, how are you going to follow up? I don't know how I follow that, really. That. Mine, mine are going to seem quite boring now. Oh, I'm so excited for your boring predictions. I need a boring prediction. Okay, so I went quite a bit... Uh, Specific, so I'm out on a limb a little bit in a, in that sense. Mm-hmm. So we've got the presidential election this year and all the craziness that followed it. Yeah. Right. So number one, I already I already said uh, Trump's legal battles were going to be unsuccessful. So we'll see how. That and you're plays right, out. actually. I think no, that's still going. It's yeah. still going, isn't it? Well, it'll go until January 6th. Mm, I think it's January 6th. Isn't that inauguration? Is it January 6th or February 6th? Shit, I don't remember. It's January. It's definitely January. Okay, so it'll go right up until the day of, I'm sure. But he'll lose, so we America will have a new president. And mm-hmm. I also predict that the Democrats are going to get control of the government. I think they're going to lose Georgia. They're going to lose the Senate and the Dems mm-hmm. will have control. They'll get to, they'll get to pass whatever they want to pass for the next two years hmm. until the next, uh, I think it's two years or till until the next election cycle where new congressmen and senators get elected. Sorry, you said that you think the Democrats are going to control the Senate and have the presidency? Is yeah. that what you said? I can't yeah. what I thought you said. Sorry, I just totally, like, spaced out. Well, what about the House? Well, they already have the House. Oh, that's right. They are. So you think the Democrats are going to have 100% total control of the House, Senate, and presidency? Uh, well, they'll have a majority in all, in in the House and the Senate, they'll have majorities, and they'll have the presidency. Yeah, yeah. So they'll get to walk through whatever they want to walk through. And oh, the Republicans wow. will so have then, a very hard time stopping them. You, uh, The minority party still has ways to stop something that's going through, but it requires a lot of support to do it. And so, you know, most of the time, we don't elect 
government in that way. Most of the time, the people, whether uh, consciously or subconsciously, they divide the power of government. So this right. is a somewhat rare occasion for this to happen. And it all, it kind of depends on uh, Georgia because they've got the two runoff races going on in Georgia and it, it was so close that they had to have a runoff. And so my, huh. my reason for thinking that the Dems will, will win is because they won the presidency and it was, uh, fishy at best. And so I think it'll yeah. be fishy again. Because whoever, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, whoever the people are that were able to do what they did during the presidential election, they'll do it in the Georgia election. Well, yeah, because I mean, they obviously can do whatever the hell they want. So, yeah, and <laughs> clearly and the agenda has already been set out. The, the Democrats and Republicans they have they have different strategies, and uh, you know the Democrats are very Machiavellian. They are, they're hardcore with their ability to, uh, centralize their power and make things happen. They're much better at it than the Republicans are. Mm. So, so with that, with that prediction, that will move me into the next couple. So we've, we've had all this stimulus money that's been going on. And so if magical the, money, yep. All the magic money with Democrats having very little resistance, we are going to get we are going to get more magical money at a scale that we've never seen. Ever Unprecedented before. magical money. Ooh. Unprecedented magical money. And it'll happen, I think, like right away. Like within oh, the first quarter. Just... They're just going to start knock it out of the park. Yeah, they're going to start dumping money, and oh, shit. so I made a prediction earlier this year that the housing market was going to tank, and that the mm-hmm. and, and I've been telling people for eight months now. Yeah, if you're thinking about selling a house or buying a house, if you're selling a house, you need to do it right now because yeah. This is the time to sell. And if you're buying, you need to wait. So even if I was in a position where I wanted to move, I would not sell my house and buy a house at the same time. I would sell my house and then I would rent for six Mm -hmm. months and then I would buy a house. It's how I would do it because Mm -hmm. that market is going to, it is going to tank. That being said, with the Democrats. That's a prediction in its own. Yeah. Yeah. With. With the Democrats having little resistance again, they're going to bail out mortgage and real estate industry. So that's going to add oh, to shit. all of this magic money. So, and the, even beyond that, because of the magic money that everybody's been getting from the government, the the Democrats have been wanting UBI for a long time, and now they're going to be able mm-hmm. to push it. I think I think we oh, will start shit. hearing a lot more talk this coming year about UBI. I don't think they'll be able to get it passed this year, but they're going to start talking about it hard and heavy. We're going to start hearing all kinds of uh, sound snippets from politicians 
about how we... Well, that's what they do. Yeah, that's how they do it. They impregnate your mind with the idea, and then we go, oh, no, no, there's no way. But then the more you hear the message, the more malleable our minds get to accepting it. And then they pass it, and then we just all, oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it anyways, attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's my, interesting. My final prediction, and probably the most important one, is that we will at some point in the next year see a leaked photo of Bo Jiden in a house robe <laughs> at some point. And probably like uh, Doing this what? photo, Doing this photo will be him yeah. in pursuit of some young, cute kitchen staff oh, with God. some sort of kitchen utensil in He's his hand, in like a spatula or oh, something. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Very yeah. specific. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's going to happen. I almost want to Photoshop that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think I might have to. I need to start Photoshopping Bo Jiden in a robe in many, many a situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. We should, uh, we should start a, a Bo Jiden robe meme war. Oh man. I almost want to go there. My graphic design skills have gone up a level this year, so mm-hmm. I might be able to actually make it happen. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. So those are my the predictions. The rope meme or mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, it's pretty extreme. Uh, but it does fall in line with the New World Order Agenda 2030 uh, lineup, the timeline it really all hinges you know, the on magical money. Uh-huh. Yeah. It all, it all hinges on Georgia. If uh, if Georgia. the Republicans win the runoff races in Georgia, then everything I said won't happen, with the exception of leaked photos of Bojad. That's happening yes, no matter well, what. No matter what. Yeah, because then it wouldn't it be a lame duck presidency if he does not. No, no, it Get won't Georgia. be a lame duck. It won't be a lame duck, but there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of friction. Yeah, for they can't smoothly. They can't be smooth operators. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It would just be very interesting to see how their new world communistic type socialism, uh, how that plan, how would it all work out? You know. Mm-hmm. I almost want to see it happen. I'm just curious how would yeah. that all play out, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm quite fine with it happening like that. Like I don't in the long run I think it would be better if it did. Like it would really they would not the Democrats would not be able to help but to show their true colors. All the lip That's service true. would go away. Yep. Yeah. You're right. It's like, let's just pull the Band-Aid off, let them do what they want for five to ten years or four to eight years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Make an entire insane mess out of everything. And then, you know, where would we go from there? Well, I think they've only got two years. I think that's all they've got. Because 
the things that they would do in those two years would rile up the Republican base so much that they would lose control Mm. of the Senate in the next election cycle. Yeah, that's true. I could see that happening. So they have two years to implement all kinds of crazy, strange things. But the reality is, is that we have to be heading towards the quote unquote great reset because of this out of control monetary spending, Mm -hmm. the magic money. It's unsustainable. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Which I I was going to put in that list, the, the rollout of a new government central centralized digital currency, but I left it out. Yeah. I think that might be more 2022. Yeah. I don't think it's, it might happen in 2021. They might create a coin or a a digital, you know, currency, but I don't think it's going to hit. It won't be total replacement yet. Yeah. That's all I got. It's a long episode, but it's all right. It's first of the year. Yeah, it's good. You know, my mom got really upset. Uh, we were talking the other day. She got really upset about how, you know, this this next coronavirus bill, emergency bill, how they're spending, I don't know, $700 billion, three quarters of a trillion, and I guess $700 million is supposed to go to Sudan, and another $25 million is supposed to go to uh gender equality in Persia or something really bizarre. Yeah. Well, that, like, how can they be spending our taxpayer money on all this stuff? You know, all of our hard earned taxpayer dollars. I'm like, mom, we are beyond taxpayer dollars. We are printing magic money out of nothing right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and the truth is they <laughs> do that. Got the buff beyond. <laughs> they do that on every big spending bill. Every big spending bill has pork in it. They stuff it. I mean, so much just, pork. It's so porky. Yeah. I mean, that's not, uh, it's not at all news that they do that. But we've lived, we've risen to such extreme levels that it's not even our taxpayer dollars anymore. It's just straight it's, up funny money. It's future tax dollars. Supposedly. It's your I think grandchildren's. We've even gone beyond that. Yeah. It's your grandchildren's tax dollars is what they're spending. Oh, we're in like great, 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 great grandchildren. <laughs> We're insolvent. We're way beyond our grandchildren. We've spent probably 10 generations ahead of us at this point. Craziness. It's just, it's just keystrokes at this point. It's hitting zeros mm-hmm. on a keyboard to make funny money, funny magical money. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Our monetary system is going to collapse. There's no doubt. Buy gold and silver. <laughs> Crypto. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> Self-sufficiency. Yeah. Grow your own food. Agorism. Mm-hmm. All the stuff we're always talking about. That's the way out. It's. Yeah, it's going to blossom in 2021. That would probably be my final prediction is agorism and self-sufficiency will blossom. Yeah, I agree. I know it is for me and it is for quite a few people right now. People are getting woke. Yeah. And so woke, bruh. some people are going to be forced into it in a point of, you know, some people, a lot of people, I think, are they're just going to lose their house. So they're 
you know, their choices are going to be pretty limited about what they can do. It's going to be, right. you know, homelessness is not that far from off grid. It's just a different perspective. Yeah. Alternative uh, living. The day of the McMansion is over and we're seeing more and more people in campers, trailers, RVs. There's this huge movement of vans and there are some badass vans. Mm-hmm. Been seeing really cool ones coming in and out of the RV park. People have a van and then they have a website on their van so you can see where they've traveled to. So it's become this whole culture mm. yeah. of living in a mobile unit. Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no shame in it. As far oh, as I'm concerned, not. people in schoolies. Yeah. Shipping container homes. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You can buy an acre or two for five grand and throw a shipping container on it, modify it, live out of that. Tiny homes, cabins, sheds. We went over how to convert a shed into a cabin. Mm-hmm. That was an episode. Yeah, we even talked about this, how uh, you can do it without a bunch of money up front. We talked about how you can do it even if you don't own land. So, yeah, we did. And, that was and a good episode. People are going to have to start making these kinds of decisions, I think, in the near future. Yeah, just get over it. You know, get over owning that big, beautiful home that is really unaffordable and move into a, an alternative way of living. Mm hmm. And you'll probably be much happier because I do agree that we are going to have a housing crisis. It's already begun. There's this massive bubble, just like in 2008, except this time it's more extreme because we don't ever learn, you know. Right. And well, and the government built a dam around it, too, by Mm -hmm. uh, telling banks and landlords that they can't foreclose on people and they can't evict people. So we've just dammed up this river. Of mm. problems that is, you know, you can't hold that damn forever. Someone right. has to lose. And I doubt it'll be the banks. It will probably not be the banks. Although they're talking about bypassing the bank system by using digital currency. Because digital currency will literally archive banking systems. Right. But what I mean is for all of these people in in trouble because they haven't been able to make uh, their uh-huh. mortgage payments or their rent payments. Um, somebody loses in that deal. And it's either the mortgage holder or the uh. mortgagee. Like it's the, the government will choose to help somebody and they're not going to choose to help the people. They're going to choose to help the bank. So the banks will get yeah. bailed JP out. JP Morgan's going to yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. The banks will get bailed Fannie out. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's going to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot the of people, people are going to get thrown them. on their ass. Well, yes, because they made this moratorium on rent, but it doesn't forgive past rents. You're right. just racking up your rent bill. Right. And then once that moratorium lifts, what's going to happen? Well, by the time the moratorium lifts, they're so far behind because what these banks do is they they offer you a, uh, oh, what do they call it, forbearance. Like you can sign a forbearance. Uh-huh. But they load that forbearance on the back end. So when that when that forbearance uh-huh. period is over, you owe them so much money on the back end that it's almost impossible to save yourself. Yeah, it's really quite disgusting. Yeah. How that system works. Yeah. 
yeah, the housing market crash of 2021, that'll be epic. I thought it was going to be this year or uh, 2020, which is yeah. now behind us. But well, I, I, it didn't I quite predicted, yeah, I, I predicted it would come at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think it'll be later, but I think it'll be it'll still be happen next year, I think this uh, 2021. Massive catastrophic job losses, massive catastrophic housing market crash. Uh, there's already been predictions that the dollar is going to drop in value by 20%. So I've been phasing out of dollars and phasing into actual things like solar power system, getting the well done, water storage, you know, things that actually mean something. Right let alone like gold and silver and cryptocurrency investments, I would suggest phasing out of the dollar. And that prediction came from Citi, like Citibank, Citi, mm-hmm. a massively large bank. So that was pretty mainstream media. Uh, you know, no, tw- no tinfoil hat wearing there is what I'm trying to say. That right. was a pretty serious prediction. So, you know, if you have $10,000 in your bank account and then, by the end of 2021, it's only worth $8,000. I think that's kind of a shitty deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which will also lead to food prices rising more than 20%. If the dollar loses 20% value, food prices will rise more than 20%. 30%, 40 percent Jeez, my stomach's hurting. Very on food. We're, we're going serious doom and gloom now. Crap. Well, I can't help it. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I wish I could give you rainbows and unicorn farts. I really do wish it was that way, but I don't know. When was the last time America was in rainbows and unicorn farts? The 50s? 70s? 80s were pretty good. 20s were pretty good. The 20s? Yeah. Yeah, the roaring 20s, right? Or was that 30s? The early early 20s, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 2021? Sorry, no rainbows and unicorn farts to give you. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you know, actually there is, there is actually, there really is because it's your perspective. That's true. Yeah. You know. If we get really lucky, the government will come in with all kinds of new regulations and restrictions and just explode the gray and black markets. So people, yeah. See, people like be, us will thrive. Yeah. I think there's massive opportunity in 2021, to be honest. I see massive opportunity if you're in the right mind state for it. Yeah, I agree. You could make a killing in 2021. You could opt out in 2021. You mm-hmm. could go off grid. You could grow your own food. You could start an agoristic business to where you're saying, F the man, I'm not paying 40% of my money to the man anymore. Mm-hmm. So they can send it all to Sudan or Persia or wherever the hell they send it. It's all perspective, mind state, and putting the positive will out there and you'll do just fine. I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two reasons. One, I think you're right when you said agorism is going to flower and blossom into its own. And two, Mm -hmm. it's going to kind of like, it's going to be kind of like watching a wreck at NASCAR. I mean, there is some value in that. That's what sells the tickets. <laughs> oh man, there is value in the wreck, the wreckage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pain and suffering, you know, 
but like a phoenix, it will rise from the ashes. <sighs> I suggest, okay, rip the band-aid off. If you're on the fence, I'm going to sell my house and get into an RV. We've been wanting to get out of the city. Uh, we've been really wanting to build that greenhouse. Just rip the band-aid off do and it. do it. Now is While your time. money's still worth something, yes. We are giving you... I don't want to use the word permission. But it's kind of like sometimes people just need to hear that. Yeah. Like, we give you the green light to pull the Band-Aid off to make those decisions if you're on the fence about it. And if it's fear that is stopping you, then sh just shift the fear. Like, mm -hmm. uh, what should you be afraid of if you don't do it now? Yeah, that's a good point. So, Change the perspective. Yeah. Use the law of polarity to shift your fear into strength. Transmute it. Transmute it into strength. That's called mental alchemy. Mental alchemy. I dig it. Oh, yeah. I've been going pretty deep into the Kabbalion. So after I read or did my massive research into epigenetics and mRNA gene altering, I went straight into the Kabbalion, which is all about uh, natural law. And it's very fascinating. Yeah. So I've been doing some deep thinking these days. Cool. But I still can't put two and two together. I can barely tie my shoes, so. <laughs> Life is a journey. You just <laughs> keep on keeping on. Oh, man. Yeah, 2021 is going to be a rip the Band-Aid off kind of year. We thought it was 2020. I think it's going to, I think it's fully loaded for 2021. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I don't think we've peaked yet. And the Bo Jiden presidency is going to be a spectacle to behold, I think. I think it's just going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the sound bites, the memes. It's going to be just pure gold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. We went down pretty deep and hard this episode. Long episode, yeah. Let's wrap her up. I recommend not taking the vaccine, by the way. <laughs> Just in mm -hmm. case you're wondering my stance on that. Uh, go to the Oscar outpost. It's cool. You can send us a message, actually, through there. Through our contact form. Mm -hmm. And feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Hit that share button. You can favorite our podcast, like it, subscribe to it, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Talk to you later. Later.